You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome to the Light Forge Podcast. This is Abuka. This is Murps. Hello. We have just lost our reign as immortals in Diablo Immortal. It's time for yeah, a new beginning. Like 15 minutes ago. Exactly. New beginning for Diablo Immortal. Is this also a new beginning for Hearthstone Arena? Is it? it Find it, out. It is a very, very tiny incremental shift to wobble on one side rather than the other. It truly is. So, changes have been made. Is it the seismic meteor that killed the dinosaur change? No, not not particularly. Uh, but it did change some things. Um, classes moved higher, some moved lower. Surprisingly, not as seismic of a change that I was expecting. For example, you will remember Meta's past. There have been times in which the top class gets cratered. <laughs> uh, Demon Hunters. Uh, if you remember, zigzag back and forth between the mm. best, the absolute worst, the best, the absolute worst. Right now, if you just look at HS Replay uh, stats, the top class is Demon Hunter at 52.6%. The bottom is Rogue at 44.5%. Rogues are buffed, by the way. <laughs> Um, (laughs) And and this happened last Thursday, so by now the stats have incorporated all the buffs pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You might see more, you probably will see more movement, but it's not like it just happened and, you know, like it's still in flux. This is kind of where the meta is. So Mage, remember the meta beating Mage, where they just hit with the nerf hammer, do you never see them anymore? No, they are sitting pretty at... Number four, 51%. And honestly, number two, number three, and number four, which is Warrior, Paladin, and Mage, are like exactly the same. They're within mm-hmm. half a percentage of each other, and which is within 1% approximately of Demon Hunter. So Mage, if you thought they were problematic before, you will still get beaten by them. You will still get annoyed because once you get to higher wins and you see that Mage, you're like, oh, this is the exact same thing. It's deja vu, right? Uh, and, and here's the thing. It's unclear if Mage was even nerfed like by the mi- mi- uh, micro-adjust. So what we're talking true, about true. is on Thursday, the micro-adjust actually hit. But before that, uh, they uh, uh, last week, they had actually nerfed uh, the Mage location. And that dropped its win rate by like 4%. It's still the best card in Mage, or pretty much the best card in Mage. But it was no longer like alone in its own class of craziness, right? Now it's about the same as a Deathborn an insane card that should not be in the game uh but uh but at least it's doing something i've noticed in my games like oftentimes when the mage plays a, a location on turn three they actually run out like of freezes and they could have had more now usually i'm not able to do anything about it i lose anyway so it's not like a big impact that's why you're only lo- you're only going from 64 percent win rate to 60 percent win rate on the card um as the cl- uh, but 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 that had a big big impact and that impact may not have been fully felt um un- until now right because may- if you look at mage's uh win rate or, or like uh may- um sorry the location's offering rate uh night nightcloak sanctum it's like kind of a steady drop and hs replay doesn't tell you the actual percentage of time seen in the card within the class it does it overall 
So this also could just be a reflection of mages getting less and less popular. Because you could click over to like Fireball and you'll see the same thing happen. Uh, less dramatically though. So maybe they did something, maybe they didn't. But the point is, whatever they did, if they did anything at all, is super, super, super small. small. It's very small. Um, I kind of like it, typically. But this is one of those times in which I'm just like, you should have nuked Mage. I was fine <laughs> with that. I'm fine with you nuking Mage. If you guys saw my stream that I played on Wednesday, now, remember, that was the first day. So the Mages I was facing, a lot of them oh, probably... Was that, was that even the first day? I thought that was the first day. day. No, that, that was, was the first, that, that was the first okay. day. So then the vast majority of Mages you were facing did, was not under the new uh, adjustments. Yeah, yeah. So, look, um, I I'm sure that a lot of what I faced was not subject to those changes yet. Uh, but it is really annoying. I was talking to yeah. Chad about it. I'm just uh, so many times. Oh, I was also playing Shaman, right? I was playing Shaman. So Deathborn is so good against Shaman, right? Mm. Like ridiculously good. And going into, excuse me, going into turn six, I was just like, all right, so if they have a Deathborn, we lose. But I'm not playing around it. And I can't because I also have these totems that I can't trade off, mm -hmm. right? So uh, that's it is what it is and they had it they like just had it and i'm like okay well this is really dumb um i'm fine with them nuking mages because mages it's not just the power level it's like how they make you feel right and if you watched my wednesday stream or if you watch other grouchy curmudgeony streamers uh who play arena you will understand how tilting and how frustrating that card is so i would have been fine with that subtle adjustments though are okay like they're they're okay overall but man i really wouldn't have minded if you just saw that demon hunter treatment from past metas in which like yeah. oh you're 55 percent, you're sub 40 percent now uh i would have been okay with that yeah uh i mean i got destroyed by mages uh on friday night too it's it, it's like, does it feel better to get destroyed by a mage with all the cards now than it did before? It does feel better. You notice it. Mostly because of the nerf. And, it, like, the, the actual nerf to the card. But there's still a lot of them around. Mage is still, like, a pretty high pick uh, pick rate. And uh, not good, not fun to play against. Um, the good part is that you're able to just get through it a little bit more. And it's actually warping the meta a, a, a bit in that... Um, like, you, you see, right? Like, the top classes, Demon Hunter, Warrior, Paladin. And uh, I'm going to put Hunter in there, even though the win rate is not reflecting of it, because Hunters are always played at a way worse win rate uh, than they should be because people are not doing aggro Hunter. And we're just talking about aggro classes. So the aggro classes are still on top. Um, and that reflects partly the set of cards that we get, but partly also that Mage is still a terror later on um, in, in the game. Uh... The main purpose of these micro-adjustments, though, is not really about Mage. Like I said, we don't even know if Mage was, 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 was touched. What we do know, and the only thing we know, is what Matt London tweeted. And he basically tweeted that stuff got moved around, but just a little. And the bigger movements were to Shaman and Rogue. He specifically called out Shaman and mm -hmm. Rogue as being boosted more than the other classes. In fact, he didn't even say that any classes were nerfed. So this is why I'm thinking, like... Mage may not have actually been touched, and all of this may be just like uh, a slow shift that's caused by uh, the actual nerf to Nightcloak Sanctum of the card rather than uh, adjustments. 
So Shaman and Rogue got the biggest buffs, and they are now number 9 and number 10. Still, after uh, what's basically four days of this adjustment. Uh, and one of them may sneak over Warlock and be number 8, but... These were the larger adjustments, and that's how small of an impact they had. Especially on Shaman, which I'm surprised about, because... Uh, one, there's fewer mages, and mages absolutely dominate shamans. And two, uh, shamans were low, but they weren't super low. Like, they were always... I had always flagged them for, hey, look, they're low enough to be buffed, and when they get buffed, if they become, like, a 50% win rate class, they're going to be super terrible to, like, you know face because of all the all the the evolves and whatever and their win rate went from like 45 percent to 46.4 percent uh rogues went up a bit higher rogues were hovering around like 40 41 percent and now they're at 44.5 percent uh but still again not like a, a super big uh a super big buff yep so look these are small changes i think in general you like small changes right you are a fan of them I love small changes. I think small changes are perfect and amazing and good in every way. Uh, the problem with small changes is that they don't create a different meta. So the meta you're in right now is the same meta you were in last week. Yeah, um, and I think when it is very problematic cards, cards that people just really hate facing, like Deathborn, uh, for example... Um, it still is problematic, right? Uh, I, I always bring up Cycle of Hatred when talking about Deathborn because for the current meta, uh, Deathborn is like a better Cycle of Hatred, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, it's really, really stupid. Uh, be, also, just because of like the extra damage that it deals to your face like when they explode. Uh, so, yeah. Um, they should have, I think on average done very very small changes except for this one and i know it sounds like well wait you're telling i i get it i get it but yes i would have preferred if they just nuked mages and you don't even have to nuke mage nuke the uh, uh deathborn and the location and just yep. leave mage give them more of like the stuff that makes them still annoying but a more acceptable more secret mage. synergies maps I don't know about secrets, but okay. Look, have them build More puzzle up... boxes. Sorry, I'm no. just naming other things. Uh, other things mages can do. No, no, no. I think puzzle box mage is fine. I okay. think puzzle box mage is fine, or I think puzzle box mage is better than deathborn mage. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I, I think so. I don't know because okay, I'm gonna tell you the the cards that besides nightcloak sanctum. Oh, nightcloak sanctum has a higher win right now than deathborn. <laughs> Back on top. Uh, so besides nightcloak sanctum and deathborn. Uh, Puzzle Box has the highest win rate, higher than Nightcloak Sanctum now, uh, by like over 1%. And below uh, Nightcloak Sanctum and Deathborn are Confection Cyclone, which I don't think anyone has a problem with, um, and then Frozen Touch, and then Suspicious Alchemist. And then there's a huge drop, and it goes to Firebrand and Wand Thief and the things we're used to seeing. Uh, cold case comes after that yep no i uh, mean a, a lot of it is just about how the cards feel and the fairness of like okay now you are at turn 10 right now you're at turn 10 so now what are you allowed to to sort of do i'm okay with that 
because let's face it, Puzzle Box is uh, insanely powerful. But mm-hmm. I'm okay with with how insanely powerful it is, where it is at, and the turn that it gets played. And uh, also, it's just kind of more fun. Deathborn, there's nothing fun about it. Okay, <laughs> there's not even this sort of RNG factor to it. Puzzle Box is part of what makes Hearthstone great. I, I really think so. And and if you don't like it, I I get it as well. But Puzzle Box is kind of what makes Hearthstone great. All right. Um, so yeah, so that's just the adjustments. It really didn't do much. Um, and one of the things I think the adjustments didn't do much is because look at where we are in the cycle right now. We are about, I would say, two, maybe three weeks at most away from whenever the hell this mini set is going to come out or be announced. Um, so... I think they don't feel the need to shift the meta because if they shift the meta, it's only going to be a two-week meta anyway. That's fair. That's like, fair. So I think they're just letting it ride out a bit and smoothing out a bit of the edges. I do agree they could have smoothed out the edges more. But like one thing I appreciate is that they did not make Shaman super powerful. Um, Shaman's still super annoying, but your odds of drafting the good decks did not significantly increase. right? Um, and so that's that's good. Uh, because those decks are no are no more fun to play against than current mage. I think they were more f- like less terrible to play against than old freeze mage, but the current version of freeze mage, I really do think that location nerf may- makes a difference. Like it freezes your stuff twice. Like fine, that's that's really not the end of the world. Just just super powerful. Um, but uh, but yeah. Uh, that's what I wanted to talk about for the, the topic of this podcast is the next standard rotation. So I don't know that that's what they're going to do. They haven't really said it precisely, but there was this thing floating around back in like March or April, whenever Matt London first started talking about his vision for the arena and like his near term vision for the arena and it is that rotations should be sometimes standard and sometimes wild. And I don't think he said specifically 50-50, but I think it was implied that it would be fairly alternating between the two. And we just had a very... And if you remember, like our current one is a pretty weak uh, meta overall for power level. The one before that was standard uh, not, not exactly standard but a lot of standard packs and the one before that was pretty weak and the one before that was i think literally standard um so it has been following this pattern and this next meta coming in i don't think will be exactly standard it'll probably be some uh, you know tweaks to it but there will be a lot of standard sets coming in i think that's something we can expect um whether it is Sunken City coming back or whether it is Alteric, something's coming back. One of those two sets, as well as, well as some other uh, standard sets and other powerful sets. So the power level that we've been playing in is going to change. And uh, I think that that always comes with a totally different feel to the game. Yeah, I think so. Um, we need this change. <laughs> I- I feel like whatever 
kind of shakeup there is going to be in you said two weeks it's like going to be in two weeks or something i i don't know i mean nobody knows when they're actually like coming out with it but uh this this set they usually do it every like in the middle right so every two months and this set came out in the beginning of august um so we are coming up to the beginning of october which is in two weeks okay all right so that's my prediction i think that's fair um yeah, I'm looking forward to something completely different. I think also part of the problem is that um, there's a lot of archetypes right now that are just really annoying. Do you agree with that? It's like, okay, yes. the mage package is, is uh, you know, Deathborn, Location. Uh, the Shaman package is just Evolve, right? That's yes, really, it's, it's really annoying as well. Uh, if you guys saw my stream, it was really annoying in many ways because i couldn't get any of my evolves um but yeah Wait, it's... did you not draft evolves or did you uh not no uh, i have not, two like, muck pools and i had that um the flesh shaper the nine mana yeah. rush thing yeah. i couldn't get that combo off at uh, all any point so that was i had a draft where i wasn't offered a single evolve card mm, well a bunch of tokens including those uh those senjin wannabes no evolve cards. Uh, so, look, I'm very, very ready for this change. I think the amount that I play these days, which obviously is not a lot, because Keck W Arena, Keck W, um, is fine. But, man, you guys saw, even I I was like, on Wednesday, just getting Deathborn after Deathborn, I was like, a man can only take so much of this. And I don't even play that much. Uh, imagine just like actually playing it day after day uh, jesus um so yeah we we need a change i know that we have like flashy stuff going on and that's the only way the game can continue but there are metas in which i think there is a lot of archetypes that are just kind of annoying um and this is certainly one of them so one of the things that's not going to happen is that this set's not going away Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. True. They they never remove the current set. That would make no sense. So all these cards are still going to be here, but they're going to be less featured. Because one thing that always happens in the mid rotation is they get rid of the offering bonus. So you can expect to see all these cards like I don't know at like seventy five percent their current offering rate, or I forget what the offering bonus is. Uh, like maybe it was plus thirty three percent. I don't think it was one point five x. But uh, either way uh that that's going away so you will automatically see less of these cards that's the first guaranteed change right second guaranteed change is that well not guaranteed but if it is the standard meta uh or something close to the standard meta that's coming back a lot of powerful cards are coming back remember there are no other powerful cards in the set besides what's in the current in this rotation besides what's in this current set the most powerful cards after this are from like skullamance which is like two years ago more than two years ago like Skullamance is kind of an old set at this point. Uh, I know. I know. We think of it as kind of um, uh, heralding in like this new era of like unlimited card advantage, but that was that was honestly like quite a bit ago. You know, that was uh, no, 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 not even COVID yet. I think uh, that's how long ago Skullamance was, uh, or maybe that was COVID. I don't know. Um, my point being, uh, the cards are better now, and they're coming back. Right. So. Uh, I don't know if they're going to bring back both Sunken City as well as... Uh, I keep forgetting the Alteric. As well as Alteric Valley. But they're bringing at least one of them back. And that is going to provide a lot of competition in your draft. 
for what cards you pick compared to the current set. So the amount of times you see current set cards, even like good current set cards, is going to drop by, I think, about 50%. I think when all is said and done, you're going to see these cards about half as much as you see them now, maybe 60%. Uh, like maybe drop by 40% and end up at 60%. But that's a huge difference. So in this upcoming meta, and there's going to be more cards in the card pool, right? Because you have an extra mini set in. Um, so, and the mini set may have an offering bonus. I'm not sure if they give mini sets offering bonuses, uh, but I think they do. Uh, so regardless, the whole point is that you're going to see all these cards less, whether it is the location, whether it is Deathborn, whether it is the Shaman uh, Evolved cards, or whatever else you hate about this meta. Um, so that's the good side. The other big change that's going to, to happen is that what has defined this meta, right? And I mean the meta outside of you trying to be a mage or you trying to deal with a mage, which you shouldn't try to deal with. You should just admit your defeat. Uh, the, the, the other defining part about this meta has been that the top classes are all aggressive. They're all tempo. They are all not super aggro, but they could be super aggro. Like, how many times have you faced down a paladin that just played, like, a bajillion one-drops and play turn four? I've drafted a number of them. They work decently well. I've done the same with Hunter. They work decently well. Um, you're going to see those decks. They are possible. Like, the tempo possible decks are all out there, and you actually get rewarded quite frequently for just pushing it really hard because of, uh, you know, how, how the meta is and how... There's really not that many amazing defensive cards uh, in, in the game. And when they do exist, you kind of lose anyway. So you're not really losing that much when you are uh, going for a more aggressive strategy. That may disappear. Or it may just be harder to pull off. When you have more good cards to help you control the battlefield, when you have more good cards so that decks can build towards it... Like right now, most of my decks, after I draft it... I can't build towards anything because my best card is the Stoneborn General. And we've established that that is not a good best 10 mana card to build up to for the, like, the purpose of your deck. Uh, that is a, a win condition below three wins, not really even at five wins. Uh, so you're going to get better replacements than Stoneborn uh, General to, to be in there. And then Stoneborn General could be your like other card that helps you because you need to get to the end anyway, really because you're trying to get your Colossal out or whatever you're, you're trying to do. Um, so that's going to be different. Like I think it will be a slower... It will definitely be more swingy because that's what happens when you add good cards in. But I think you'll also be slower in the mid game than you are right now. Whereas now in the mid game, there's a lot of push, push, push going on for ideal style of play and draft. Um, and finally, the third thing that I think is going to happen, no matter which one, which sets that they pick up, is that the pings are going to be back. This has been a particularly ping-starved meta. Which is what makes a lot of ping super, super, super good. And it lets you honestly get away with a lot of things. Uh, like, if you don't have pings, just the way you play the game is different when it becomes trade or go face. So that part of the equation is going to change when Ram Commander comes back or Bunker Sergeant comes back or, I don't know, the Reef Walker comes back, right? Like, whatever. There's just so many pings uh, in, in the last two sets uh, in neutral. So that's my that's my quick quick take on what's probably going to happen. Okay, I don't really have a, a quick take or even a take in general. So I'll just take your take. Mm. Yeah, um, but you're looking forward to the to the rotation, right? Yeah, I mean, I look, I I, I think 
whatever, more mid-game, less mid-game, whatever your take is, I just need something new. That's my take. <laughs> Give me something new. And it's fair, because this is... That, uh, that's it. E- even in other metas, like this I think is a particularly stale meta, uh, which is why I like this meta generally. Uh, and whenever I like the meta because it's stale, I just imagine that a lot of people would hate the meta for the exact same reason. Um, there's a lot of on-the-ground action. There's a lot of using bad cards. There's a lot of, like just putting stuff out there, right? And then like having to do stuff with them the next turn because they have not been immediately removed. Like it's pretty dynamic in the early mid game to mid game, which is great, but it also makes every game feel pretty samey. And if you're playing a lot of those games, uh, the games that matter, you you know, it's the two games, right? We had an episode where we just neatly divided the world in the very early on with this uh, rotation. And we said there are two types of games, Kinds of games against mages with the deck, and the kinds of games against everybody else, right? Or at that time, it was the kind of games against mages with the deck plus basically any hunter before they nerfed the hunter stuff, uh, and then everything else. And so, in the everything else category, which they are expanding, like every time they make a change, they're expanding the everything else category because they keep nerfing the top. So now, the vast majority of your games are actually in the everything else category, which is great. Except that, one, there's still plenty of games still in the mage category, even though... And, and Hunter with Aralon and whatever, right? They nerfed the offering rates, but they're not gone. Um, you know, Priest does some ridiculous things uh, as well as it always does. Shaman does ridiculous things. Like, the ridiculous things still happen. It's just a smaller percentage. But even on the side that you can play, that you can do stuff in, a lot of it is very samey. And that's what happens when there's a lot of reliance on fundamentals and reliance on face or trade, face or trade. Uh, you can only get so much variation out of that. So I could I could definitely see that uh, people are ready for a change. And they, they're ready for a change now, right? Two weeks is, like, I don't know. I feel like this is going to be... It, it's never good to have a stale two-week meta, right? That's why I was, uh, I was very... I was very convinced that they were going to do a micro-adjust before the big rotation. Right, I think you were a little more skeptical that it was going to happen, but I was like almost sure that it was going to happen because otherwise they would have just let it hang out for way too long, even though there was a mage nerf in the middle. Um, and so they did the change, but it was very small, which again feeds back into the problem. Right, I, I like it. I like it very small. The meta didn't really need huge changes in terms of win rates. Right, the top line win rate is actually very in control. It's like the best top line win rate we've ever had, um, and that class naturally got nerfed already. So, like, what do you need to do, right? Like, so this was a very minor kind of, like, touch-up to the meta. Um, And the downside is that you're in the same meta. You're in the same meta, and it's, like, 5% better. Uh, Okay. (laughs) You know? (laughs) If you really want to play Rogue or Shaman, maybe you see, like, a a decent boost. I bet Rogue got at least a 25% boost, but, like, so what? Are you really itching to play Rogue? And so how many runs of Rogue are you going to play? How many runs of Rogue are you even going to be offered, right? You're, you're offered Rogue less than one-third of the time. Um, otherwise, you're in essentially the same meta. Like a 5% better version of that same meta that you've been playing with for like a month now. Yep. Okay. All right. Do you have anything more? Well, once again, no. your take is my take. I'm taking your take. So mm. I got nothing to add. Well, that's 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 kind of my take on on the future meta, but but we should we should uh, what, what do you want to talk about now? Because we're at the end of my topics now. 
what do I want to talk about? Yeah, what do you want to talk about? You got a question from the GOAT? You got some... I feel uncomfortable ending the podcast. Like, if you guys are wondering why these latest later, uh, these podcasts in the past month have been shorter, one is because we wanted it to be shorter. Yeah. Two, there's legitimately less to talk about on the arena side because they haven't been doing much, and this meta is both boring and obvious, right? Like, I think we... And we got it right away. Like, part of why there's, why, one of the reasons why there's less to talk about now is that I think we were one of the earliest people on, like, week one, even, or week two, and everyone's still, like, freaking out over the overpowered cards to be like, no, guys, this is just a tempo meta. And everyone's like, what? What do you mean this is just a tempo meta? And we're like, no, you just, you tempo, and then you just cross off those other games that you're worried about. Like, that's all you can do. You can't compete in those games. And when you don't compete in those games, it's just tempo. Just normal tempo, delayed tempo. And so we were talking about it for a while. And now it's like the eighth week. Like we can't keep talking about tempo. I mean, and and it's not like a specific thing. Like we can keep talking about tempo. Obviously tempo is a big topic. But we would have to be like going back into like, well, when you have a 3-5 and your opponent has a 4-5, do you hit into it first? When do you hit into it first? What would you have to have? What would your opponent have to have? Uh, and the game is too complex now for any particular example to matter that much. Uh, anyway, it's my long rant of, of why these have, have, uh, have been uh, on, the, on the shorter side. Um, but the other reason why it's on the shorter side is that we've been spending a lot of time on Diablo Immortal. And we just lost the rain. So we're going to be spending a lot less time on Diablo Immortal for the next three weeks. Because that's how the game is set up. When you're Immortals, you have to do lots of crap. When you're shadows, you have to do significantly less crap, even as uh, even as leadership. Um, so I don't know that the like I want to keep the podcast at at a under one hour length, but maybe it gets a little longer. Still, I'm, I'm, uh, we 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 should not have it be under thirty minutes. I think that's good. Hey, with the intro and the con- like, uh, the intro song and the outro song. It is longer. Haha. Oh my god. Yes, those We're good. push us a little bit over the edge. Um, Look, man, we don't have to talk about something if there isn't anything to talk about. And the meta really hasn't changed that much. The no. only thing that was like, not revolutionary, but it's like, oh man, it's, you know, make sure you push tempo. And, and that's true. That stays true. Um, you can't hold, you, you know, you can't just sit back and just be comfortable. But other than that, because the changes were so small, we have not not much to talk about. Because remember, the two classes that Matt London specifically said, "Hey, we're raising these two, they're still dead last, both of them." Yeah. Uh, very very small changes. Yeah. Um, all right. Question from the goat: What are you looking forward to playing in the future? So don't talk As about in... Diablo. Don't talk about Hearthstone. Oh, a game. Other games a are game? you excited for that is coming up? Yes. Oh, Overwatch 2, of course. Come on. Oh. Come on, of course. Because right. I have been playing Overwatch 2 or, or Overwatch 1 for like quite a while now, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't play comp. I just play quick play with uh, quite a few friends. But I, I have been like keeping up, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you, you put me in Overwatch. I am very comfortable. It's a setting in which I am comfortable in. Because... Overwatch is one of those games that you, um, it's very sort of like, uh, visual in a specific way, right? Like stuff flashes. Yes. There's circles. There's audio. There's this. There's a lot of audio. And audio, right? It's very auditory 
and it's very visual in a specific way and that it literally takes you like probably a good six months of playing pretty regular regularly like if you're just picking it up Mm -hmm. you have to play about six months before you're like i get this game you won't be good you might be good i mean you might be a god right it depends on you as in you your history or whatever but you kind of have to like okay i gotta play this for like a good six months before i just understand intuitively like what is going on and whether or not you can process it and actually be a god gamer in it whatever but it takes a long time so um i'm looking forward to overwatch 2 coming out and i know people are complaining about the battle pass thing i don't know i just know that what's up with the battle pass because um they are going to be locking characters further into the battle pass i mean first of all i will see what they do with it we because we own overwatch one we get the new character that support like the the fox lady Mm -hmm. right um we get the fox lady essentially immediately uh so we'll see what they do later on right right that's right i remember this now um okay i'm uh i'm excited by uh the next zelda announcement which reminded me that I had not played a new Zelda game in a long time. I don't even remember when the, when the previously new Zelda game was released. But it feels like it's been freaking forever. And so the announcement of... What was it called? Like, I think like Tears of the Shadows or something? I don't know. Uh, whatever I don't care about the name don't care about the premise I just it's gonna be good to get another uh, Zelda game and it's gonna be a good 60 hours to sink in of just pure joy because every single Zelda game is amazing except for the 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 the, the breath of the wild which everyone loved and I hated and I'm hoping this one is not in the same vein. I'm hoping that it ha- incorporates a bit more of the traditional Zelda elements. But, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Like that's, okay, now that I'm saying this out loud, that's why it feels like forever since I played a Zelda game. Because I didn't finish Breath of the Wild because it was so bad. Oh my God. Okay, you know what? That is definitely a hot take. And it's one that I completely agree with. We've talked about this one before. Yeah. Yeah, neither one of us was... So, we are both, like, people in which we played Breath of the Wild. I think I played it for, like, a good 10, 12 hours, and I never finished it. Oh, I played it for, like, at least 25 hours, if not 30. I, I I got, like, pretty deep. But I was, like, exploring a lot, too, right? Like, I wasn't... I wasn't focused on on doing the actual main task mission, so like I got I got you know some value out of the game, but it wasn't like great. It was more like trying to figure it out and testing stuff, and then it's just it's very not. Uh, uh, it, it was not a big goal of mine to finish the game at that point because I could kind of see how the game was going and how the game was going to keep going. I just didn't want to do all that continuously again, repeatedly for like twenty more hours. Yeah. Now, Diablo Immortal, on the other hand, hundreds of hours running the same dungeon, not getting a drop. Oh, that feels so good. I'm not even kidding. That feels so good. Like, that's just, that's the difference. All right. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, I am certainly very excited to play Overwatch 2. 
because that's like the game that is coming out like mm-hmm. right around the corner, right? Two weeks, yeah. I, I believe it's two weeks, uh, right around the corner. Anyways, that's it. Okay, has this gone on long enough for yeah, you? Yeah, for your yeah, liking? Okay, 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 good, okay. Good, good. We can we can end the podcast now. Hopefully, they'll announce something, and then we'll have uh, new cards to talk about for the mini set for next week. But we'll see. It's entirely possible they don't do it until the week after that because they they sometimes like I remember they sometimes announce a mini set and then just like launch it the next day. Like that has that has definitely happened more than once with these mini sets. So if we expect the launch date of the mini set to be October fourth, um, maybe they don't announce it this week. Maybe they announce it next week, or maybe they announce it on Monday, October third, and then drop it on October fourth. Who knows? Um, but either way, we're very excited about this mini set because we want a new meta. This meta is getting stale, and we don't even play that much. Um, so I can only imagine how you guys out there who are still playing in this meta feel. Um, so yeah, uh, until next week then, this is Abukta. This is Merp. See you guys. Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.